When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Off the back fence with Tony Kemp. So the silly season for the NRL is hopefully coming to an end as this week we will see both the start of trials and the All-Stars game kick-off. I hope that All-Star game goes ahead. But one thing is for sure, the NRL is to show leadership and get heavier-handed when players decide to bring the game into disrepute. Once again, seemingly like clockwork, year after year, another couple of high-profile marquee players have gone out and got themselves locked up after a night of boozing and shenanigans. Having an all-thought outlast hurrah before the real season starts. Hardly what you call professional. So when will the NRL learn that unless they start coming down hard on this type of behaviour, we can almost guarantee that every off-season will produce a couple of players worthy of, and I'm going I'm to give this a name, Izzy, the Richard Cranium Trophy. Think about it. And if the NRL or whatever club is involved continually simply give players a slap across the wrist for bringing the game down, um, then these recipients, and yes, there can be more than one winner of the Richard Cranium Trophy, will continue to bust their moves on a nightclub dance floor at 3.30am. Then with judgement well impaired, will bust moves on themselves or others before spending the night in the slammer. I believe the NRL needs to up the ante and set some serious consequences if they if these incidents continue to come to light in the future. If you have marquee players behaving badly and getting off with a slap on the wrist, then what sort of role model is that to an up-and-comer? Let's at least try to be professional sportsmen. One way of sending a message could be to add the Richard Cranium Trophy to the Dally M Awards. Now that would be an interesting <laughs> award to swallow. Off the back fence with Tony Kemp. <laughs> oh, I love it, oh, Kempy. It's cold. <laughs> so good. Oh, I hate that game. <laughs> I hate this time of year, mate. Like clockwork. What's going on, mate? Like, honestly, like I was, I was reading about the Latrell and Whiten situation, and they got pats on the back when they walked into the Indigenous team. Mate, I'll tell you, hallelujah, I, our team is complete. Hey, doubt, come on, what's, I, seriously, what's going I doubt, on? I doubt whether they play. I doubt whether the NRL will let them play answering this. You can't you – know, one, one of the comments I heard, like, if it was someone just Joe Blow and, and P, Peter Smith rolling around doing that, no one would ever talk about it. Well, it's mm. not. That's the problem. It's not. You know, and if we continually set that as the benchmark every off-season, and they just get away with it. Like I was saying to Rick Dog yesterday, you give them a slap on the wrist and a – $10,000 fine when they're on, you know, a million dollars, it hardly sends a message. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll totally it's, it's amateur hour too, isn't it? It's amateur hour. You're supposed to be professionals. It's not something like you would have caught, you know, I don't know, Izzy and his old mate Zach doing back in the day. They wouldn't have never have done that sort of stuff. <laughs> they're always super professional. Like I said, keep your team small and never get caught, mate. You never get caught. And just on that... Just so I didn't like it how you you put the footballers up in high regard and like they they're saints up there in the north there, Ricardo. They do bad. 
They do bad as well. They do plenty of it. They're out there drinking their vodka sodas and having a good old time. And apparently some the, of them are, the are getting caught are for this. And, yeah. <laughs> so re- there you go. They all do it. Do you reckon that they've just got that much more money that they don't that they don't have to be in public? If they could just they hire whole nightclubs out. Uh, in a nutshell, when you can hire out a little booth and you've got three security guards at the front stopping them and allowing that that. that that beautiful darling there to come through and you got to get out so you can change up. Yes, that will control it. They've got a lot of control, whereas, nah, but God, I don't know. But in the NRL, there is a, a fair share of, of it at the moment and it puts so much damage to the great game. And Latrell Mitchell, who is, I don't know if you've seen the South Sydney Rabbitohs uh, Facebook page at the moment when they go back here to his farm and he's doing a lot of work and he's showcasing his farm. He's out there fencing. He's he's doing um, he's preparing for post footy and it's an awesome watch. It really showcases Latrell Mitchell in a, in a good way. But this bit of damage, you just yeah, you just hoping and and you're probably expecting it because you're always waiting for the next thing to happen in the in the game of league at the moment. So yeah, it hasn't. Have they come out and said what what happened? Why did he get arrested? Well, I haven't read that yet, so I want to know why. Because it yeah. won't just be. Yeah, nothing. well, they, they basically said that the two of them were just, you know, Tom Fullery wrestling around and um, play fighting. Play well, play and play fighting with with footballers is get, can get quite serious. You know what I mean? But mm. it must have been serious enough where they the the, the main um, issue is that they went apparently to a nightclub to try and get in and couldn't get in, and then it sort of kicked off outside and they called the cops and once the police come, that, that bravado resisting arrest and all that sort of stuff is where the game gets born into disrepute. Because it basically sends, for me, it sends a message to the young kids that they're out and saying, well, you know, you don't know what was said or, or what happened, but you're resisting you're resisting the law and and setting I think it was which is a bad example. And I don't and I don't buy the if it was anybody else it would be you know, you'd hardly hear of it. Well, it isn't. It isn't anybody else. It's actually two <laughs> high-profile marquee players play, who play Origin and play for your country and are on the biggest money at respective clubs of Cam, um, Canberra and South yep. Sydney. Mm. So mm. you know, stop saying that it's. Oh, look, it's it's would never get anywhere if it was anybody else. No, it wouldn't get anywhere if it was anybody else. But it's not. I was, was going to say, you've got to think too a little bit about, and I know it's not uh, just them, but it always seems to be Canberra. If you go back to Todd Carney, you go back to Curtis Scott, you, <laughs> how, many you got, how many of these stories are out of Canberra? I mean, do you then have to start questioning what sort of, uh, you know, I'll use the word again. Josh cult- Dugan. Yeah, Josh Dugan. What sort of culture <laughs> Ricky, Herb, uh, Ricky, Ricky Stewart's got going on there? Oh... Makes for good reading. Well, I can understand why they why they get up to mischief. Have you been to Canberra? No. <laughs> Have you been there? <laughs> <laughs> Mate, it is, a, uh, uh, it is a hole. Honestly, there is nothing to do in that place. I got a real you get quick, in and I you a real, get out. I got a real quick one for you. We went to Canberra. My first trip was a junior Kiwi. Yeah, and we had this we had this fullback. And he was like, yeah, wouldn't he? Mate. Butter would have melted in his mouth, mate. He was just this really goody, goody two-shoes. And the next day, it was when Wayne Bennett was coaching Canberra way back then, Melman Ingus, um, and Ballyake. Ballyake was a centre back then, playing for Canberra. We went to Canberra, there, Seaford Oval the next day. Well, the fullback never showed up. And he's coming at half-time, 
hung over, mate. <laughs> <laughs> we were eight, we were eighteen. He's like, and all he like he looked a mess. He's come from somewhere, and he's got his head. And he's going, oh man, I don't even know where I've been. I was like, our first day on tour. <laughs> oh mate, you can Canberra. understand. You can, I, I can understand. Why they go sit on the roofs and get on the beers because there is nothing else to do in Canberra. But, mate, it's not an excuse. It's not an excuse. we got headlines with Ricardo coming up, and then we'll have a wee chat to Paulie Moati later on in this hour. Here's Aroha with the news for Kubota, building and shaping the future.